0: Hi, I'm actually, um, I'm identifying as Shannon. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive eater. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for having me here today. Thanks for asking me to, to, to lead this meeting. So, oh, now I've got, like, dead... I've been feeling like I was in a walk-in refrigerator. <laughs> and all I was in it, like, stops. I guess they turn it off, so I can... Um, or, I mean, did someone turn that off, or was yes. that God? Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was just about to say, well, I mean, <clears throat> okay. Um, gosh, I mean, I, so uh, it's my birthday week in this program, 10 years. Um, thank you. I, I, um, my birthday was last last Saturday, I think, but, you know, I get, you get to celebrate for the week because not all meetings, well, first of all, most of my meetings are not in person. And, um, we don't all celebrate birthdays, so I get to keep doing it, especially for the newcomer, although no newcomers identified today. Um, so my abstinence is I don't eat flour or sugar, and um, when I came in, um I came in through the doors of a, the people program because I thought, well, because i I was raised in abuse, and everything was because everybody else was crazy and a problem and so I you know in desperation God you know without me knowing because I was I hated God um, you know ushered me there because somehow that was going to save me from all of the crazy things that everybody else was doing to me Um, and I in those I went to one meeting a week religiously for about two years um The steps were that flag on the wall in that room that were words that people said that were just, just like gobbledygook <laughs> and um, and um, <laughs> but you know i I found God like without me knowing it um, i I remember this is, this was so powerful to me you know that was it was a big meeting it was a women 's meeting on saturday afternoons and um, Somebody shared and said that they were wanting to take their own life and they were serious. And the timer went off, and everybody, the next person just said, I'm so and so, I'm whatever. And I was like, I was shaking. I thought, don't we have to get up and go hug them? And like, are we going to have an intervention? And because I, you know, I come from that codependent, lot, you know, I was completely enmeshed with my everyone that I ever come in contact with so um at that time um and that's when I started saying like oh oh, I mean that was just so powerful to me like wow like this is there's something about this that's different than anything I've ever known you know like people are finding their own way and um As I said, I was raised in abuse, but it was systematic abuse, kind of in the name of religion and a a particular, um, you know, community that I was raised in. And um, so so I had a lot of confusion around, you know, God and what's right and what's wrong and all that kind of stuff. And also leaders were extremely, I mean, they were the ones calling the shots my whole life. And I was raised just like in a more traditional part of the country where... You know, it's very regimented and all that kind of stuff, so, like, that was another thing that just changed my life about program right off the gate. I couldn't believe that there was no leadership. I could not, I did not know that was possible, and that's why, week after week, I just kept going back, thinking, like, when's this all going to fall apart? Like, when is, when's the fighting going to start? When's the abuse going to start? Like, um, and they just, (laughs) somehow it just kind of worked, even with, you know, now that I've been here for, well, that was 12 years ago, but... You know we still all have our quirks and you know complications but somehow we're just unified by this disease and this desire to heal that brings us here and to to find God and to you know find our own way and stay on this path of recovery and um, it was just it was miraculous um and so after a couple years in there and I would I would would finish the meeting I mean you guys all know the room so there's a a, a Vicente Foods is across the street is this a room where we don't talk about food like you don't say food okay so I would finish that meeting and it was a long meeting too I think it was like an hour and a half oh my god I'm like sitting there like you know, And I would go across the street and get apple Pop-Tarts and eat the whole box, maybe two. I don't even remember, which probably is like not that much for what I could have done. But I don't know. It was just like, okay, that was like the appropriate amount, let's eat a box of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's the box. I mean, I'm not going to leave any in there. So, um, but that was like my methodology. And I and, and, you know, as I was starting to do that, I was kind of like... I mean, I've been doing it my whole life. Obviously, I've been on, you know, just like all of us. Been on all the diets, starved myself, you know, just all of it. So much abuse. And, you know, I've learned more being here. Like, because abuse was, like, how we were raised, Um, I abused myself with food. And I even did it this year, going through some difficult things this year. I found myself, like, wanting to take myself out. And, I mean, I'm not going to hit myself with a board or a, bat, a a baseball I mean a, a belt or anything but I'm going to try to take myself out and I do it with food um, and, I, and I you know it happened kind of like without me knowing because I'm sure if many of you in here have a, a particular food abstinence like I said minus flour and sugar which if you don't do that it seems like a lot but um, after doing it for 10 years there are plenty of ways for me to hurt myself um, you know without eating those foods And, um, that's just something that it'll come up without me hardly even knowing it. And actually the gift of the program is that now when that happens, you know, my problems show up on my plate. Like I, I, I don't, I've already, I'm already beating myself with what happens and then I see it and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm hurting myself. What's, what's going on? You know, but the, that food is like the messenger coming to tell me that I'm in trouble and that I need more God. And that's, that's, you know, that's what happened when I came to this room. So I was uh turning forty at that time, and I um decided to come out about my singing and um, I, had, I, gro- I grew up singing as part of my <laughs> that that environment and which was very natural and my whole family my everyone's were all very musical and it was a big part of my life and but then I did not choose that for my um career and so when I was turning forty, I was really noticing that missing piece in my life and so I decided to put on a big uh, show. <laughs> Because, you know, why not? Um, so, of course, I mean, I was an addict. I hadn't even gotten here yet, so I was totally no recovery. This was back in the Pop-Tarts and the steps or just words on the wall days. Um, but, like I said, I, I was finding God, and I didn't know it yet. And I was getting ready for that huge that huge show that was just like this huge production that I put on because I can't just do anything small because I'm an addict. Um, and it's so funny. People who um, attended that event we're like, we thought we were just going to do, like, a slideshow or something. <laughs> we're like, what the hell just happened? Anyway, um, I, in preparation for that, I put on 40 pounds going from drive through to drive through Literally could not not have food in my hand or my mouth, like, for 10 minutes, for, you know, whatever, nine months that I prepared for that show. And, um, you know, towards about halfway through that, it was just like, oh, this is not right. This is not right. And it was just like, okay, this is bad. It's bad. Something's really wrong with me. It just became very compulsive, even though I'd been doing it my whole life. It was like so; it was such a concentrated look at it, and because I was starting to learn about program, and God was starting to find His way in. Um, I was able to say, Oh boy, yeah. I'm this is not I'm not here because it's everyone else's problem. This is my problem. I'm an addict too. I'm I, you know, like I, I I identify as well. So I, I really was like on my knees and I said, If you can just okay God, if you can just get me through this thing, I promise I'll go to OA on Monday morning. <laughs> and um <laughs> and he got me through the thing in in such a way that it changed my life and really God showed me himself and, and my, you know, my version of God and my higher power and of love tangible that night through the faces of the people that were in that room with me. And, um, the funny thing is that I didn't get cake that night because I was, you know, on stage and it all ran out while I was there. So, um, and it was, you know, it was like a wedding. It was a huge, you know, catered event and everything. And, um, that i never that was i never had sugar again so i never got that cake um <laughs> and i still think about it sometimes um but um so yeah monday morning i showed up at the cottage which is still my home meeting and um i stood outside and i was mad i was so angry i was so embarrassed and just like are you freaking kidding me like you know, again, been on every diet, all that crap. And it was just, it was, you know, I was like, really? Like, I have to go on another, like, I don't even know what it's like prison for dieters. Like, you know, like they're sending me off to, you know, whatever. And I I was so mad. And I just was like, just because I can't not eat a cheeseburger, like what is wrong with me? You know? And I literally heard God almost audible to me. It was audible. Just said, you don't need more food. You just need more of me. And I was like, okay. And I went in, and I, I, I had an eye on somebody who was who I wanted to sponsor me. And it was like, you know, they had what I wanted. And what it was was that they were just serene. I mean, when she talked, she was just so, like, peaceful and um, just made so much sense. And, you know, it just wasn't chaotic and nutty like I had become at that time. And um, I asked her if she would sponsor me. And she said... I only sponsor the way I was sponsored, which is I don't eat flour or sugar. And I said, that is all I eat. <laughs> <laughs> what would I eat? I don't understand what you're talking... Like, again, like, words are coming out, and I, <laughs> I was like... I mean, I was like... I just couldn't even believe that was possible. Especially, it's like, when you grow up with dieting and all that. I never knew... I mean, all the diets, and all my mom and her sisters, and her my mom everybody... I never knew anybody who didn't eat flour or sugar I didn't think that I really thought that's crazy I've never heard of that you can't do that <laughs> um and but here she is like just looking at me and she's doing it and she was a hundred pounder too but I mean I never knew her when she was, was she was she just looked perfect you know and just looked so well um and like glowing and so she just said you know can you can you just call, pray about it and call me tomorrow? And I mean, of course, I didn't even at this time like the whole God thing was like I didn't know that I, I just like literally that day like kind of come to that surrender. And but I just before I walked out the door, it was like you know if it, she's doing that and she asked me to and I'm here, maybe I should, should you know okay if she says it's possible, it must be. I'll just do you know just do what she says. So I I said, yes, I would do that. And she said, can you just do it today? You know, can you just do it today? And we just started counting days. And then my, I was 12 days in and my, um, I went home and I was with friends from high school and went of was a chef and he always would give me a hard time if I didn't eat whatever he <coughs> made or whatever. And he was doing the ordering and we were at a fancy restaurant in Chicago and he ordered flatbreads. And I just thought, well, you know, this is fine. I'm not, you know, I like, you know, I prayed about it and was like, <laughs> I was like I'm not going to binge. I'm just going to do it and not, you know, just to blend in. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to not be rude. And so I did it and, you know, and I prayed that night and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty guilty. I don't know. And so I, I called my sponsor and told her and she's like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not how this works. <laughs> and she made me start over at 12 days. And I was like, I will never do that again. So that was it. I, I just, I was like, I will never recount those days. Um, uh, so yeah, that was 10 years ago. So I turned 50 just recently. I had another huge show, which I'm sure many of you heard me sharing about because it was Similar feelings, but without as much food this time, and certainly a lot more God. Um, And same thing, but a lot of anxiety. God is stressful to do that. Um, I thought no one would come. I thought it would be terrible. I thought everything would break. I would look terrible, you know, just every possible thing. And the biggest is always that no one will come. People will make fun of me. They'll hate me. They'll think I'm an idiot, you know, whatever. And um, I also worked with my sponsor, Um, to talk about why I was doing that for myself. You know, what is this about? And, you know, why do I need to do this? It's like, I could just sing in the shower. Um, And it was like, but no, like, I'm compelled to do it publicly. It just feels like there's some reason to do that. So it was really what I learned from that and what I want to share right now is that she told me that it was okay for me to have desires, which I did not know at <laughs> fifty. Um, that she was like, "Of course, you can want to do that. You can want to have fun. You you have a ta- gift, talent. You want to share it. You you want people to be moved by you know the gift that you have that you want to share. Like that's absolutely great. You should absolutely do that." And I had. Uh, I just had such a puni- I just have such a punitive like sense of things that, you know, is still something that I have to learn a new way of living here. That that, you know, I I, I thought it was like I could only do it if it was a hundred percent of service to God, you know. And that is my that is it is, of course. It is by nature. But, that I, but in that, like, I had to stay very, like, I can't have any, like, ego. I can't have any feelings or, you know, like, it has to just be purely of service. Like, I'm just some, like, empty vessel that God's going to step into just for that moment. Because um, I'm not human. You know, I can't have any human stuff because then I'm falling apart. You know, then I'm going straight to hell. I'm doing everything wrong. I'm off the deep end. So that was a huge, like, breakthrough this time and that she was able to help articulate that for me before before the show came and then I was able to start kind of like turning it around to say well yeah I have anxiety because I am human and that's part of it too but I also want it to be good and I want people to have fun and I want them to feel good and be happy and feel the music and share it with me and I want to share it with them and like really get in that vibe and it ended up just being that it happened and like I said every every desire and like intention that I was able to put forth like proactively with the help of programming my sponsor and God and my the step work that I'm doing um was amplified by a thousand and every fear and anxiety like that no one would come I mean people flew I had like 10 people that came from out of from the other from the east coast from all over the country it was 120 people there was a line down the block it was so fun I mean that was just and that's not I mean that was more just like, okay, God, like the joke's on me. Like people came, you know, like, you know, because like if I would have said no one's going to come and it was like 20 people, I'd be like, well, people came, but really, you know, it wasn't very many. You know, I couldn't, but this was like, it was so many. I couldn't even be like, oh, no one came. Like it was, it, there was no argument to be had. So I, I thought that was like a very sweet, uh, God shot, you know, to say, like, okay, he's really showing me that I'm just, like, an idiot, pretty much, with these, like, self-will, kind of cuckoo human, like, thoughts, like, that are sick, It's like, my disease, you know, so it's, like, just such a gift to say, okay, if that's what you're going to do, then maybe I should just trust, and just go with it, you know, and I think um, that's kind of, that's kind of the deal, so um, in... I let's see. What who's timing? What's going on with the time? You have, you have, you have like six more minutes. Woo! Yay. Um, <laughs> storytelling. It's easy. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying I'm I am i am not trying to not be like totally vulnerable because I have no problem with that anymore either. Um, and I and I'll and actually I have to like kind of learn one of the things, you know being in program is like learning how to be an adult, like how to function as a functioning person in a, you know, world setting. I, I don't get to isolate anymore. I don't get to um, just totally shut down and hide. And I'm I'm the queen of, uh, I, and I've, I've learned this recently in my step work, and I'm, I'm working in another steps in another program too right now. I'm just like going deeper, and I have um, – confidence to do that because of the work that I do here and the, the sobriety and abstinence that I maintain in this program gives me the ability to go deeper in other you know work that I do whether it's outside help or or other other programs but um thank you um I um oh I forgot what I was going to say about that particular thing but um Oh, just about being a human and being a person in the world and not isolating. Oh, I was going to say that I learned recently about myself that I, like, try to hide in plain sight. Um, and I always, um, and that, that partly comes from abuse, from abuse. And in my situation, I was not the receiver. It was more other siblings that kind of got the, so I was more the survivor's guilt also. And, you know, just, just, it's all so twisted, you know, just twist, twist you up. Like everything, my Perspective is is often twisted. It's just when the people who are supposed to be helping you or the people that are hurting you or the people that are supposed to be teaching you or the people that are telling you the opposite of what's true, it's just how do you, you know, it takes a long time to unwind all that stuff. Um, And only, I mean, I could have never done it on my own. I would have just stayed in those paradigms. I can't even imagine how people who don't find program or this kind of help that helps us rewire like one day at a time. Because again, it's like, Oh, come in here and we're gonna give you a new a new way of living. I'm not gonna believe that. <laughs> you know, like that is not gonna happen. That's not possible, whatever. But you come in here and then it's like, oh, don't eat a cookie today. Okay, well I do wanna lose weight, so maybe I can do that, you know, and then next thing you know, ten years have passed and you are you have a complete new way of living and you just are for me, even I'm looking at people in my life who I used to unless I look up to or like think, oh, they're, you know, they would be a mentor to me or something like that. And now I'm looking at them, I'm like, they need a meeting. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like, wow, God bless that I have somewhere to go that I, you know, therefore by the grace of God, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my perspective. You know, it's just not. Um, um, whew, and, and so I just walked through a divorce, um, 25 years of marriage that I just completed. Thanks God to this program. And it took me that whole time to it took all of this and um, to to release myself from just something that wasn't going to start. It just was never going to be a um, serving to either one of us at the rate we were going. And I think twenty five years, you know, is enough time to see that it's not working. And you know, and that's with ten years of me in program. So like, it, it's just it was a lot a lot of effort and work put into that. And it and it took even on the last day when I finally said, I I can't do this anymore. Like officially, um, it wasn't any less that day than, you know, there wasn't any less program that day than there was the whole 10 years that I was like trying to dig myself out of that hole. I mean, it's just, you know, and now it's only been, uh, has it been been a year? It's been a year since the day that I said that was like June 15th last year. And, um, I got my first born off to college this year. Um, that one had a car accident that involved the police and jail that was very scary and just in the middle of the other stuff and got that one graduated and off to college. And, um, it was a, and, and on top of hello, everything else that's going on in the world and just don't even get me started. But like, you know, we all know it has been a rough period of time and, um, food came up like just like i said i'm not gonna sit here and say i didn't eat i mean it came up and i was like whoa what is going on and it took i was just like get to meet it you know i just have my i know the regimen it's like meetings sponsors you know i have three regular sponsees and that helps a lot it just it's just like another meeting kind of and god kind of you know t- teaches me through what we learn together um and i just did all that stuff and i phew, it just brought, I mean, definitely this year in terms of fear and anxiety and just like existential crisis and you name it, it was about as bad as it gets. And what did I do? I just leaned into program. I didn't have that before. You know, when I was younger, like when the first time when I was turning 40 and went through that stuff or, you know, when I had my kids or just all the work things. I left a business, a 10-year business partnership while well, in here. Um, I just couldn't have done it otherwise. And at least not done it like sanely and well, I can't imagine like the bombs I could have thrown on things, you know, if I didn't have this keeping me sane one day at a time and just the regimen of this and the, and then the gift. And like people say of the flour and sugar, no flour and sugar abstinence, like, Oh, it's, I can't be that rigid or that's, that's too much. And it's like, it's been the greatest liberation and gift of my life for sure. It's just, it is a gift and I never don't think that um, there's never a time. Cause like when I see things that I crave or that are beautiful, you know, I mean, I travel the world and see these beautiful foods and things and I'm like, thank you. I hear that. Um, I just see them and just say, thank God I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to think about that. And, it, and I, even though I love it, that's how I always feel. It's never a regret. Thanks for letting me share. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with anyone of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own, and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Hi, thank you for your share. Um, So, throughout your recovery, how did you kind of, uh, I guess, associate or, or learn that your higher power was good for you and kind of Break away from that idea that mm. from the punishment, I mean, are mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. From the organized religion, like punitive kid Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> You're supposed to ask, what's your abstinence? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, yeah, when did you come in? No, okay. So the question is, as I went through my recovery, how did i like how did it turn around to find out that now I'm putting words in your mouth but like that god that my God is loving versus that my God is punishing okay okay, so this program we practice in all our affairs, so I'm a very um I have a lot of affairs um, <laughs> I'm like a very uh, <clears throat> engaged and active person so You know, I have kids, I have a business, I have had a husband, you know, for a long time. Uh, I build buildings, I um, play sports, I do a lot of things. So for me, it's like in the nitty gritty of every single day. So, and having to turn things over and realizing that self will never works. So for me, like it always ends up hurting and that just the, even the feeling of being in self-will, which I, for my definition for myself is like, in everything that I do, I can, I can kind of go this way or I can kind of go this way. And like, I was in a really difficult situation with my business partner. We were ending our relationship and we're dealing with attorneys and stuff, which we went through amicably. And I worked really hard to stay in the moment with that, to stay and not throw bombs. Like I, 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 I don't want to throw bombs and I would if I was left to my own devices. And my sponsor that which was my first sponsor, she I was fa- I was freaking out and she said just put your hand on your heart and say I choose God, I choose love. I choose God, I choose love. And she said sometimes you might have to repeat it for like an hour because that's all you can say. It's like the only prayer you can say. And I was standing, I remember standing in front of an elevator, like going to the attorney's office and just having, just palpitating and just being there being like, I choose, God, I choose God, I choose God, I choose God, I choose love. And that changed my, that started changing my life. And it was just like, my God is love. And whether, like, if it's semantics, like love is God, God is love, I don't know. But like, I know that me being in anxiety, fear, crazy town, insanity, fist through the wall. You know, wanting to just take myself out. I mean, I'm not going to hurt anyone else. I'm going to hurt myself, like drive my car into a, you know, a wall, whatever. Um, That doesn't feel good. And like, love, God, that feels good. So it just became this simple, like, you know, and I still have to do it through the day. Now I play tennis every day and I am a freak about it. And I'll be on the court like getting really I mean I'm I have rage like I was raised in oppression. Like I rage in two seconds inside. You know, I mean I'm not saying no one everyone oh Delta, she's so nice. Like they're not gonna know that, but like I feel it and that's why I'm gonna eat. That's why I'm gonna hurt myself, you know, I'm gonna take myself out. So I'm constantly Okay, I choose God, I choose love. And that's how it just it just is a daily practice that's just developed over time and now I just I know I just know it is such a deep knowing that of course Love is the answer for me versus, you know, hell, burning in hell. Like, that's not, you know, whatever I thought a punishing God was from what I was taught. Like, and if that's true, I don't, what am I going to do about it at this point? You know, like, whatever, I can't. That's that. What else? (laughs) Thank you. Um, Can you talk about your experience with steps four and nine in terms of uh, childhood abuse? Um, so that's, I'm four. I'm actually working in another program right now, so I can say very much that I just did um, the fear, my fear inventory, and every single thing came down to <laughs> I'm going to be annihilated. And it's not, so like people, oh, I'm a fear, like alone. I'm not afraid of being alone. I would love to be alone. <laughs> like, that would mean I was safe. I, I am afraid that someone's coming for me they are coming for me, you know, like they want to hurt me. They're coming with intentions to hurt me. And that's what it, I don't, you know, and that's, that's too bad. I don't, I'm sure that's not what was intended to be taught to me. I hope not. Maybe. Um, so it was very into the, 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 the um, liberation in this work, this time, and this is like right now, like I literally just did this with my sponsor last week is that every fear was like, through someone else's eye like they're, you know it's never like oh i'm afraid i'm going to be alone or i'm not good enough it's like so it's like wait a minute what if that paradigm just doesn't exist what if i'm in, what if it's what if it's me what if there is no one else like what if it's just me and god and i can you know god loves me and wants me to do well and that's the end of the story so that's been i think that i think there's a huge shift that just happened for me in that work to say that i'm not the victim anymore even if that's true, even if they do want to hurt me, and even if someone is coming for me, they haven't done it yet, and I don't have to live like that's happening to me. You know, if it has, it's not happening. And I and I don't need people in my life that make me feel like that. You know, which is another part of the problem. And then nine, um, you know, I haven't. Um, my sponsors haven't had me like actually speak to my people about that directly. It's been more like, how do I live, do living amends and just like release from that. Um, that, again, that paradigm and just say, these are, you know, dear people who, you know, and, in my case, there's like so much denial. They, they wouldn't even know, you know, they would never claim. And, and, you know, over the years, it's just gotten more and more like, we didn't do that. You know, like, what are you talking about? We're nice. You know, we're all nice. So surrender, you know, just surrendering it. And, and it's like an active surrender and it's, it's kind of fun, actually, to just be, like, kind of just, like, choose, choose to not be in that, you know, not hold on to it. I mean, that's what it's all about anyways, about letting go, turning it over, giving it to God, and, like, being free, you know, and happy and joyous. <laughs> what else? In the back. Uh, you mentioned your pattern of, of overly caretaking people in the past. Mm. How have you navigated that as a sponsor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, really easy because, as you know, I have a badass sponsor, <laughs> and we don't mess. Like, if people don't want to do the work, I'm—I'm a sponsor. I'm not their friend. I'm not a therapist. Like, I'm very clear on that. And like, for me, sponsorship is about working the steps, and you know, so if they don't want to work the steps, then we're not working together. You know, I'm not their sponsor. Um, so that's been really easy. And are you kidding? I have, so, I mean, everything outside of these rooms is so can be such a mess for me, and here it's like, oh no, no, no! Like it's very easy. <laughs> I hope that answers the question. But yeah, simple, simple. Mm-hmm. Question: With all the changes that you've had in your life, mm-hmm. traveling, college, divorce, mm-hmm. business, how has food been a barometer through all that? Um. Well. Like I said, I mean, the first time this year that I really started seeing the food be a problem, do you mean like, like how did I actually eat that was the problem or like, how did I see it? Have you seen all these changes reflected in your relationship with food? Yeah. So the first, okay, how, how difficult, how the adversities that I've been through in the last year or so have, um, affected my food. Um, the first time it came up, I don't remember what I was eating, but I ate something that I don't normally eat. Um, that's. Abstinent, but like not something I would choose. And, um, I was like, and, and, and that was, that wasn't the first, like stuff was building and I just wasn't seeing it. And when that one happened, it was like, Whoa, what is going on? And I ate it, you know, and then I'm sitting there like, that wasn't right. Like something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I just like, okay, God, like what is, what's happening? And what came to me was like that my cage is rattling. Like I am in the shark tank and the cage is rattling. Like the shark is coming. Like he's right there. And I just was like, Oh my, I had such compassion for myself because I was able to see that that's what it was. Or if I I hadn't taken that moment to pray about it, I would have beat myself up. Like, What are you? How can you say you're abstinent and you're sitting here eating this? Like you're gonna, you're getting fat. Like you're, you're. Everyone's gonna see that something's wrong with you. Your body's gonna change. Like you're gonna be sick. Like what do you do? You know that that's what my disease would would do. But instead of I I knew again, the choosing God, choose love. It's like okay, I know that that kind of talk is not God. So if I if and I'm not gonna go there. So then it was like, all right. So what am I? What else can I do? Is to just pray and say, and just sit with this and say, what is wrong? And then it was different things. I had that one. And then, and then I kind of like got, I went to like eight meetings that week and did a bunch of stuff and it was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, don't be afraid. You're going to get through this. But, and then like a few months later it happened again and it was something different. And that time it was like, I'm completely unmoored. I am lost at sea. I don't have any of my, my life is complete. I don't live in the same place. My kids aren't with me. Like what is happening? And that was a, I'm just, uh, like, I'm just in the dark, you know, and that was a different kind of fear. It was completely different than that, like terror of like, something's going to get me. Um, and then I had to pray about, you know, then that was like, okay, like, what if I'm just going to be lost for a little while? Like, I'm not lost. Okay. I've got program. I've got my sponsor. I've got, you know, I got my abstinence. Like I've got my kids, like I am okay. You know, and then it's just like redoing it. And then they do just keep coming up. Those were kind of the big ones for this year. The other, then the next one was kind of like the show, like I talked about, that was like, nobody's going to come. I'm an idiot. They hate me. Like, and it's like, okay. And then it really was about that thing that like, I, didn't, I didn't understand that I could have a desire of goodness in it. I was kind of being punitive with myself, and I didn't realize it. And so I had gone that direction. So it was like, okay, and my sponsor brought me back. Like, oh, you mean I can want to have fun? I can want people to have a good time and just come with that and bring that to it? And then that's what happened. You know, so that was, the, then you do it and then you see like, okay, this works. Just keep coming back, you know, so kind of learning by doing for sure. Anything else? Yes. So, you know, I am noted for saying that you're a newcomer to get 10 years of absence. <laughs> so what do you think I mean by that? Um. Well, I hope you don't – mean. okay, wait. The question was – the question was – you're saying there's, like, a saying that you're a newcomer until you get 10 years, and what does that mean? Well, if I go the punitive route, I, it would – this is what my disease maybe would tell me, that you're saying, like, um, oh, once – now that you're 10, you think you know everything, but you don't. and <laughs> You never did. <laughs> but maybe – Maybe you're saying I'm I'm proud of myself because I made it to ten, so now I can actually start giving away everything I've gotten freely. <laughs> no. I don't know. I I I I tend to hear everything as a little bit of the negative first, you know, so I have to kind of turn it upside down. <laughs> I was Coobs. What Jerry <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's time, right? five five more minutes. Oh, five minutes. Yay. This is fun. I could go on all day. How do you deal with the the rage, the anger that you talked about? (laughs) 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 Okay, how do I deal with rage and anger? Well, I haven't put my fist through the wall, although I did almost break a tennis racket yesterday. And sometimes I don't know. I do think it's really physical. It's super physical. And I was physically abused, so... It's just really physical. Um, and I, can, I cannot just – it's – what I'm talking about, which if you're asking, maybe you can relate, is that if – it's not going to go away just by sitting there and thinking like, oh, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to release it. So, I, you know, it's why I play tennis every day for sure. Um, but it's quick. You know, it's like burst. It's bursts of rage. Um, when it's when it 's in my mind and it, it obviously I guess it starts there before it goes physical i I have to work it through. It can take half a day sometimes, but I also just gotten a lot more accepting of um, you know just the person that I am and my tendencies, maybe, and just say like that's that's where I take it that 's just like a natural knee jerk reaction for me so I don't. I mean, I really. The only acting out would maybe be more like um, them being kind of passive aggressive or something later to just someone who had nothing to do with it. So I have to watch that because it'll sneak out in little other ways. But I don't really like act out on people with rage. It's more just like I feel like I'm going to explode, you know. So trying to do the physical release and just keep. Being physical, so that um, and and th- and think about it. Like if I'm out with a dog, like I might not. I mean, I don't do burpees, but like you know, do some jumping jacks or something to just kind of like keep it going to kind of keep that moving. I'd say it, it's yeah, it's very physical. What else? Hmm. Thanks, Shannon, for your share. <laughs> do you have any particular uh, daily uh, spiritual practice? That- um, the question is daily spiritual practice. Um, right now I have so many meetings. Um, so I, I'm one of those people. I just feel like I'm talking to God like constantly. Like I, that's part of my day. So I don't have like, I'm not really formal about it. Um, <coughs> other than meetings. And I have meetings um, almost... Almost every day right now or sponsees so you know serenity prayer and then I just is for me is very integrated um, and I, I am I have been thinking more about I've been hearing more about ten steps lately and maybe formalizing that but I, I don't do it that's something I would like to do potentially but also I feel like I could I could go too far with that so fast I don't know if i'm I don't know if I'm well enough to be left alone trying to do a 10 step every day and i don't have a sponsor that wants to do that with me right now she probably would but not every day so i don't know i could that list could get a little twisted up i think maybe better not to (laughs) that may be why i don't do any of that kind of stuff it's much more just free flowing for me and that feel that's always felt good so i've never felt like i was missing anything about it really yes thank you so much um so, you mentioned flour and sugar mm-hmm. as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has perhaps come up that you've had to add in or that you see today mm-hmm. that you might be like, mm, what's really going on with that thing? Mm. Oh, well, for me, it's just overeating. I just overeat. So, like, if I'm overeating, it's not particular foods because I'm not super into substitutes. Like, when I took out those foods, they just took them out. And honestly, I don't know what everybody else is eating, but, like, once in a while, if I try... I've never found a cookie that didn't have flour or sugar. Even the ones that are this free or that free, like, I can't find it. So I just kind of stopped looking. I didn't... In the beginning, I didn't... I was very adamant that I wasn't going to try to find substitutes. But, like, you know, over the years, when I was... It wasn't an issue, It's like, oh, what are they... You know, oh, they have this and that, and it's sugar-free. Then I'll be like, oh, let me see, and it never is so i never get any of that stuff so yeah it's just overeating like i mean i'll eat you know two huge sweet potatoes instead of one and i'll be like i did not need that why did i do that you know and then it's like okay what am i doing so even just that and i don't mean to sound like i'm that i eat that well i can really i can really do damage still That's your time. thank you <laughs>